Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.
Welcome everyone to Loud and Proud Orlando. My name is Luis Carlos Pineda, and this is we're live. It's Monday, August the 8th, uh, 8.40 p.m. Thank you so much for being live. We have about 10 people live right now. Thank you so much. Drop us a thumbs up so we can reach out to more people so the YouTube algorithm can pick up the channel and spread the word. Um, drop us a comment. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Um, a tale of... Two teams, essentially. One team, um, Orlando City, that was decimated by the New England Revolution uh, in front of a lot of devoted and uh, fans, you know. And uh, it was really, it was a somber night, I will say. I was there. Uh, I, my experience was uh, no one was expecting this. No one. No one was expecting this. No one was expecting it to be this bad, believe it or not. Uh, and uh, the other the other game was uh, Orlando Pride, five games undefeated. Coach Seb Hines, Giles Barnes, and Miguel Gallardo stepping up, lacing up the boots, and taking this team to a different level, a level that personally myself, since I started covering the team, I've never seen before. I've seen people come and go. But the, the level of play this young team is having is unbelievable. They're, whatever Seb is feeding them, they're believing and uh, they're, they're excelling. So uh, against a really tough team, Angel City, one of the top teams in the West, also right out there on playoff contention. So this young team has a huge chance to make playoffs if they keep, uh, keep this up. Um, so it's a tale of two teams. Um, I have Paola right with me, David, as always. Uh, before we start and I give the mic to Paola, uh, I want to go ahead and um, tell everybody, thank you so much for all your support. I know that um, I've been uh, play, playing the internet with a lot of uh, pictures and a lot of uh, video and a lot of uh, articles. It's just part of uh, what we do. We're trying to create the content possible as soon as it comes out. Thank you so much for everyone that is reading, listening to the show, especially if you're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, let's let's get to 500 subs before the end of the year for sure. Um, click on the notification bell for all notifications. We're live on Facebook also. Um, and also find us on Twitter at LPO underscore podcast. I really don't have the cash to do. <laughs> I don't have the cash to start doing like giveaways like that. But, but just support us, you know. Not no. yet, not yet. For your friendly neighborhood podcast, for your friendly neighborhood podcast, right? Whether you like us or don't, or don't like us, you know, I'm always at the stadium. You guys can look for me, you know. Send me a DM. I'll meet with you, you know. I'll shake your hand, right? So at LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for all your support, Paula. How are you today? How do you took uh, this loss against uh, New England at home? Um, so happy Monday. Um, I'm happy. This is, I'm happy that I'm as always with, with you guys here. Um, I just have to say that it, it was a dead silence on my way home. Um, it was a dead silence, ride. I, it, it, I didn't speak on my way home with Alec, my fiance. I was like, just trying to analyze 
trying to, I, I don't know. I was like, what happened? What we just witnessed in the pitch, we were trying to, we were trying to speak Alec and I like what was up with the boys, but it is what it is. I felt a flashback of 2019 slash 2018. I don't know. Uh, deja vu back. Um, I don't know. I We're not seeing consistency. We can speak about it later. Um, dead silence. I'm sad. I'm not happy about it, but it is what it is. We move on. It's the past, but I'm not happy, but we're here. We are as part of soccer. Um, and this is part of it. So, but I'm happy that I'm here. So. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Paola. Thank you so much. We're about 13 people live right now. Thank you so much. Drop us a thumbs up to reach to more, uh, reach more people. Dave, how are you, my friend? How do you live this, uh, New England loss? Three nil. Something happened over the weekend. <laughs> I, 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 I have to ask because, um, According to some people, you know, everything is awesome. Everything is great when you're part of a team. That's that's the attitude. I don't know. I have to be true to myself. Friends, I have to be true to myself. I don't think this team is going to go any further with Oscar Pareja. It pains me to say that. It really does. I'm on record. I, I, I like Oscar Pareja as a person. I think he's a fantastic uh, footballer, I think, or was in his time. I think um, he has been a great manager. He has left his imprint on this club. He came at a time where we were rudderless, without direction. But, friends, when you have the situations that we have right now, you know, like my grandma used to say, the fish starts running from the head. That's how it, that's how it is. And I want to quote Oscar Pareja. Uh, on Pines with Pareja when he said that however the season ends, just know that I am the person to be blamed. That's what he said. I'm the person to be blamed because I'm the one that makes the decisions. I'm the one that makes the subs. I'm the one that trains the team. I'm, I'm the one that creates the tactics. I remember that conversation with him, and he was dead honest when he said that. So he knows. He knows that things are not that great. Uh, like, uh, like many of you uh, know out there, um, for many, many months, we have been saying this, that the reason why Orlando City was in playoff contention was simply because uh, the teams below us um, were having worse seasons. They were not accumulating points. And we were so, sort of in this uh, uh, limbo, right? We were in this area where we were not moving upward, but we were not going down. But this past Saturday, all came crashing down. All the teams below started gaining points. All the teams that were at the same level as us started gaining points. And now we're eighth. Now we're eighth. It shouldn't surprise anybody that a team that has won three games in 90 days, it's eighth. So to conclude, if we lose at Red Bulls, if we lose at Red Bulls, and Red Bulls is a better team than the uh, New England Revolution, we're going to be 12th by Saturday night. 12 out of 14 teams in the East. So at what point do we start saying it's time to look for a different direction? Because you, you people keep telling me, oh, well, you know, Oscar got us into uh, into the Open Cup. I, well, did he? Because if I can be uh, honest 
with myself and with the fans because you know what I always say it. I'm not a hype merchant. I, I don't. I don't want you guys. I'm, I don't not create smoke. I gain nothing by doing that. My credibility with you guys is the the reason why you tune into this show. So the day I lose that, I don't have anything. There's no reason to watch the show. The the fact of the matter, my friends, is that with Philadelphia, they underestimated us, kept their starters on the bench, and by the time they realized they were losing two 0 it was too late for that. With and they almost they almost almost tied that game. With Nashville, the Gary Smith's arrogance of pulling all his attack 10 minutes before the game cost him that game. We were losing that game, and we were the worst team that night. But we won. And just like you guys, I ripped my shirt off, and I started running through the streets of Paramore. And, and lastly, we went against a, um, a, a Red Bulls team that was just having a bad night. That's the only explanation because I have tried, tried to say to myself, why that team that did that? Why is where was that team versus DC versus the Union and versus uh, New England Revolution? Same, same tactics, same starting eleven, same players, same manager. What change, Luis? Well, I mean, first and foremost, um, I think uh, Orlando has a huge issue with finishing the play again. And this, uh, I mean, I have, I have the. This is what they give us at the at the games. So, I have the first half and second half. Well, first half and full half. Well, full time. Um, so, Orlando was resulting in their backs to generate place through the flanks with Ruana Moutinho. Just on the first half, they had 10 crosses. Just on the first half, zero goals out of 10 crosses. Actually, the game, when the game started, Ruan was having a good day against Dejuan De Jones. He was actually penetrating, trying to get into the attacking third. Cross, no one around. No one around, like no one around. It went, it, it, the crosses went to no, nowhere, no man's land. Same with Joan Moutinho. You know, uh, I will have to say that the strategy of New England was to allow Orlando to attack through the flanks, stay compact, and then beat them through stamina. And I think that's what happened. In my opinion, I believe that. Some of the back line of Orlando, actually, their legs started wearing out. And that cost us greatly. And the goals started keeping coming because Harry Kessler had a great, great game, as well as Dijuan Jones. Eventually, he overpowered Ruan. So I think that when you start seeing that their legs are getting tired, you need to make the changes right away. Like, you know, and some of the changes, I don't know if we're still waiting for Wilder Cartagena's ITC or P1, but I believe he would have been at a, out of great help right in the mid. Because Cesar Araujo, unfortunately, was also having a tough game. In the first half, he, he, he was a little bit, you know, not as punchy or as a, you being, you know, adrenaline filled Cesar Araujo he was more of like reserved 
And then in the second half, he was resulting into fouling uh, constantly, which it could definitely bite us back completely uh, moving forward. Um, it was just there was no attack. Uh, Orlando needs a nine. Orlando needs um, a, 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 a nine. And Arjun Kara, I know that he he just got married. He's probably in his honeymoon. More than likely, you know, he was definitely sh surely missed. But if if you truly analyze, you know, would have Arjun Kara scored those crosses from Ruan and from Joao Moutinho? See, see, that's the question, right? So I think, um, uh, unfortunately, it, it was a horrible game. I mean, uh, it was it was a terrible game. I think uh, Mauricio Pereira, um, he usually is the catalyst of that team. He's the, he's he's the engine, and uh, he he did try to you know get get himself out, but unfortunately they they double mark him. They they double mark him. They double mark him. Uh, Polster McNamara did a great job. Uh, Polster also in Captoom did a great job. Just trying to be bothersome for the for the midfielders of Orlando City. And, uh, you know, Facundo Torres is going to do everything himself, right? So it was just it was just a horrible game. Uh, I honestly, we are negative nine in goal difference. This is the reason why we are that low. We could have ended up being seventh or even six, but unfortunately it's the number of goals that were scored, you know, the number of goals. So scoring five in the U.S. Open Cup, that team was completely gone. Now, uh, a lot of people say, you know, um, well, I'm, I'm completely fed up, you know. All right, so, you know, I think Dave was saying that, you know, we're going to be 12, 12 on the, on, the, on the East if we lose against New York. Okay, then, you know, then we'll go magic mode and let's just, you know, you know, let's just rebuild, right? I mean, because that's what Orlando does. No, I, I hear you, Luis. Uh, and uh, I know that a lot of people uh, are fearful of that because in the past we have the massive rebuilds that have led us nowhere. But, friends, if you are going to do a rebuild with poor player choices, the rebuild is it's not going to work out. We can do a fantastic rebuild with great players. And I hate to go back to the same well, but I have used my, my overseas teams as examples of that. This past weekend, my team in England won again. My team in Israel has not, not only is, is, is winning in the league, it has won their first two games in the UEFA Champions League. In the last game, they... they eliminated a team from Cyprus, which they they outscore 4-0. Uh, Friends, this is what happens when you make the decisions of, like, these players are not working out, let's try different ones. This manager's not working out, let's try a different one. We can't stay the course. We can't stay the course if we know that at the end of the course there's rocks. Excuse me, we're going to crash, and we're going to drown. We have a, a, a team that is owned by billionaires. And again, people are like, well, they own the, um, the, the Minnesota Vikings and that team is blah, 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 blah. Friends, the NFL and the MLS are two different beasts. With the MLS, you can hire players from throughout the world. With the NFL, it's players from one country. All the teams are feeding out of the same player pipeline. So 
Whatever happens in NFL does not mean anything when it comes to MLS. Atlanta United definitely does not mirror the Atlanta Falcons. Then why should we be any different? The one thing that we need to understand is, is that Mark Wolf, and I have said this here, is a shrewd businessman. He's a shrewd businessman. Mark Wolf is the son of people who came to this country after one of the greatest tragedies of the 20th century, penniless, and built a $5 billion empire. If you grow up in a household like that, and I have to tell you, I have met Holocaust survivors in my congregation. They are the hardest people that I ever met. People that, that you're like, oh, my head hurts, or this happened to me. Oh, well, I saw, I, I saw my, my two-year-old sister being stumped to death in front of me. How do you respond to that? This is what's happening with Mark. Mark Wilf wants to win. Mark Wilf right. wants to win. And, and, and to finish, Mark Wilf wants to win. And if that's the case, friends, and he feels that Oscar Pareja is not the one that is going to get us there, we have to respect that. Because at the end of the day, it's his money, his time. This fan base right. likes attacking football, and unfortunately, <clears throat> they're not having that with Oscar Pareja. The fan base doesn't know what they want sometimes. I'll be honest with you. You know? And and I'll be completely blunt and honest. Maybe I'm making a huge mistake right now, but the fan base doesn't know what they want. The fan base goes to support Chelsea and Arsenal and doesn't come to see Orlando City. The fan base doesn't know what they want. The fan base sometimes, unfortunately... Um, you know, in, in my opinion, I, I've seen this happen before, and uh, you know, it's you cannot make a, a rush decision, yes, okay, who you're gonna put instead of Oscar right now on the open, open doors of an open cup final, you're gonna destroy the locker room even more, you're gonna go and you know, who, who are you gonna put in there, Bruce Arena? So Mark Wilf is going to go take his wallet because that's the only person I believe he, he he has the cups to back him up. He has the, the cups to back him up, right? He, he has a pedigree to back him up. Is, is that the type of coach we want? Are we going to get a Matias Almeida? Are we going to get Ricardo Gareca? Are we going to get Tite? Pep Guardiola? Who we're going to get? We're Orlando. We, we, you know, we, we have to know where we stand. So... Uh, you know, making a, in my opinion, I think this could have been avoided by probably starting Joaquini because he came for a reason, right? Maybe Benji was not for this game, but what's broken, you know, or, or, or what works, let's just keep it, right? I think that's the saying, right? If it's not broke, don't fix it or whatever, however you say that. But they came up with Benji out at nine. Now, of course. If they deem that that's going to be the decision they want to move forward and they want to do it, maybe in my opinion, after the season's over, in my opinion, that's that's the in the, in the club's discretion, right? But I believe right now it will completely kill the team. There's a lot of players that are heavily invested in the coach. They <clears throat> and unfortunately they're not delivering, and they're failing him too, and he's taking the bullet for a lot of it too. So I'm not making excuses for him. I'm just saying uh, people need to take responsibility, right? And uh, who are we going to get? There's a list that I saw in a Facebook group of free agent signings from all over the world. Number one, 
you never want to go over a list that comes from Facebook. Number two, you don't want to always rely on transfer market, you know, as, as a recruiter, I'm assuming, or as a um, scout, you want to use at least we scout to see players, right? Which is the app, some of the apps they use in South America to, to scout players. But believe it or not, you know, who, who are we going to get? I mean, I mean, so, so we're going to get like Edison Cavani, like I think uh, Felix Quijano is saying, Edison Cavani. So we have the money to bring Edison Cavani, you know, right now uh, on, 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 a, on a whim, like nothing. Who are we going to get? Frankie de Jong? Pogba? I mean, guys, I mean, let's not just think of, uh, I mean, those players are not going to come here yet. Maybe when we win the U.S. Open Cup, then yeah, because we won a championship, but but not not right now. You you, you know, I, 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 sorry to break it down to you, but that's the truth. I mean, it and and um, you know, just just saying that, papi out, papi out. You know, that's fine. You know, it, I respect people's decisions, but I, I think it's too rushed. It's going to completely annihilate the team. At least let's just not make playoffs and look like fools. But if you guys want complete destruction and annihilation, take him out. Right? So I don't know if, what, what Paula wants to say. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take him out right now. I wouldn't. If, if the club wants to, you know, make this decision and Mark Wilf, like um, David is, is saying, wants to win championships and and david said it before in in other podcasts look for the other podcasts episode mark wealth when he when he got here he didn't make the decision to to decide oscar parejas as coach he he had the decision i don't want him i i i don't i don't want this this um front office i want a, a different one he stayed with with this co coaching staff he respected that right So is in this decision to make what they want. My, my opinion is, like Luis is saying, if they go ahead and fire him tomorrow, let's say, it will make a completely destructions in the cup on September 7th. Bye. Right. You're, you're welcome, Sacramento. You're yeah, welcome. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, and then we're going to be like with a – Yeah, we're gonna be looking like, oh my god, clowns, completely black right, clowns. Right. So, so my question is, why, why throw, why go ahead and on the verge of a cup, just completely change the coach? What, 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 so, so let's go ahead and put all OCB right there too, so they can play Sacramento too. Let's just be completely going to the other side of the spectrum. Let's just completely do it, right? I mean, we have to. This is a this is a team that is already has a culture that Oscar Pare has built a culture. He's been the only coach that has done that. Sorry, Inchi, that was USL time. Oscar Pare had built a culture for this franchise in the MLS time after failure after failure, and you're gonna just oh, take him out. You know, it doesn't work. I really don't think it's smart business right now. I think we gotta be smarter than that. Let's just win the U.S. Open Cup, have the trophy, and then evaluate what's next. I think that's the most 
Salomonic decision that you can maybe do or ask. Now, if we lose the U.S. Open Cup in front of our fans, sold-out stadium, then, in my opinion, you have solid reasoning, tangible proof that a radical change needs to be made. And at that point, in my opinion, all bets are off because Orlando is going to go through the worst bullying a team is going to go through in their history. Because, you know what I, you know what I mean? No, so, I agree, Luis. Yeah, I agree. So. And, and, and this is something that we have <laughs> talked about um, after the show many times, that if Orlando City were to lose the, uh, the Open Cup, uh, I just I just don't think that this fan will recover from that because just like that stupid video of um, of uh, the 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 goal Rooney. By, by Rooney, you know what I'm saying? Like that 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 goal uh, where he uh, takes the ball yeah. from Will Johnson. Nightmare. Ten million views on YouTube right now. Ten million views. The most watched video from MLS. Ten million views. <laughs> we are there looking like clowns. Looking like clowns. So I just don't think that the fan base will recover. And uh, when, when I look at the stadium and I look at how, how, how precarious our situation is, how people are like, hey, I, I'm not renewing. Uh, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And some people have very good uh, reasons. They're moving or they uh, financially they can't they can do it because, you know, things are rough out there. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with many of you, um, you know, with my job and everything, I, I, I tend to live a little better than most people. And I forget that not everybody has that uh, opportunity. And, and you know, $100 is a ton of money for, for, for a lot of folks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you look at it, going to an Orlando City game for a family of four, maybe a $200 night, easy. So we have, we have, we, we're seeing that. But the results have to be there, my friends. We have to – football has to be entertainment. There was nothing fun about Saturday night. There was nothing entertaining about Saturday night. The fans – and I have to tell you, I'm, I sit in Section 33. Those seats are $1,500 a piece for a season. And when the second goal went in, somebody screamed basically in agony, saying, these are $1,500 seats. Like, like – play for something and the and the people around me were like yeah yeah he's right he's right i mean it, it doesn't have to go down to that i think that what people want is a team that that wants that that wants to feel the weight of the jersey and the commitment to the badge and one thing that uh and i would love to hear your opinion on this that some folks uh told me because after the game I, I i ran into podcasters listeners of this show friends from twitter is that they don't feel that we have a leader in the team. Like with Nani, we knew this is our captain. And I actually took, took it up on myself to look at, at, uh, at GIFs or GIFs, however you want to call them, uh, of Nani, uh, videos of Nani on YouTube. Nani looked like a, like a man possessed. And the, those guys are like, yeah, let's go win. And, and even, even when we were losing, he still had that attitude. And a lot of people were telling me, you know what? I would have signed Nanny uh, for less money if he was willing to take it, just to have him around. Because we, while, while Mauricio Pereira is a great <laughs> footballer and, uh, and and a good dude overall, 
I just don't see him lighting that fire on their people's butts like Nani did. And in my opinion, Nani has been the, the best captain that we ever had. And and people want people want a, a person that they can follow, a leader. And I was in the military, and I have told the story about the people that I serve with. Right now, if they walk through that door, I will follow them. They they inspire me. Uh, we we went out there. We completed the mission. People want something to believe in and want a person to embody those feelings and those and and, and that ethic. To quote the great Nani, he he just grew up allergic to losing. Why? Because Nani will tell you, I just didn't have any options. It was either die of hunger or football. I chose football, and I wanted to win no matter what because the other option was going hungry. That's the type of player that we need. And I don't know if there's another Nani out there, but we need that. I think the fan base is hungry for that. Because if we're going to move forward with or without our pareja, regardless of that situation, we have to find people that not only inspire the, the, the locker room, but inspire the fans. The fans feel like if I'm not at my seat, I'm letting my captain down. And unfortunately, we don't have that. So I, I, I would like to hear from you guys if you feel that not having a nanny-like figure in the club is affecting our season. Well, you wanna go, you wanna go first, Luis? No, you go ahead. I'll go last. Okay, okay, okay. So I, I'm with you, um, David. I didn't feel energy from the boys on the pitch on Saturday. Um, I was talking about that with with Alec. Um, about these the same thing. We were connected because I didn't have the opportunity to connect with anybody like you. Um, like I f I feel that we need a leader in the pitch and we don't have that right we didn't have that present some days we have it some days we don't and we need consistency when we have it like we did on the red bulls game we did have a leader that day that's it but we need that consistency sometimes i see galese doing it i see i, I see galese doing it more than pereira doing it i see antonio carlos stepping up too Step in. Antonio Carlos has has done huddles in the middle of the field. Like, listen, wake up. We need we need to step up. Like screaming at each other. This is ours. That's what a leaders a leader do. But like Nani, I'm I'm with you. We need an, another leader like that. So I don't know about you, Luis, but that's I'm I'm in the same sentiments that that David. Yeah, I mean, um, we have a young squad, uh, and. I think Nanny was a player that out of nothing he could create a play. And that was his signature. He did it in Manchester United. He's he did it in uh in Portugal and he did it in Orlando City because you know the coaching staff revitalized his career. I mean and and he was given the reins and the keys of the castle and he delivered. Um We don't have a player like that because this man that's on the screen right now, he is a very young player, a young phenom, but he doesn't have the the yet the pedigree as a maybe Luis Nani that has maybe played on a World Cup that has maybe scored and played in Europe in huge clubs. 
he doesn't know what that type of pressure is right now. If if right, some players, if you put that big bag of rocks behind them, they may either fail or excel, right? And I don't think Orlando is in the point of experimenting with that. I, I agree with Dave. I think each each position, the attack, the mid, and the back line need a leader. There should be three, in my opinion, always. And you can see in the back line is maybe Pedro Gales, right? Or Antonio Carlos, right, at that point. In the mid has to be Mauricio Pereira, right? But we need that attack. And Nani was that leader of that attack too. And right now I think I agree with Dave. We don't, we don't have that. Now, it's not because, you know, Gales doesn't, you know, um, pass through his, his, his leadership to the rest of the team. It's not that Antonio Carlos. Now you have to understand these players speak more. Well, Antonio Carlos speaks more Portuguese than English, right? Um, Galese speaks more Spanish than English, and a lot of our attackers, jo Joaquini, you have uh, Benji, uh, Tesho, their main language is also Spanish. Now I'm not saying that there's a language barrier, but in order to transmit that what you want to get across, you have to say it right. And then he spoke three languages. So, you know, Kaká as well. He spoke three languages. So we need <clears> – <throat> I don't doubt that these players, like Facundo Torres is going to be a leader no matter what. I, I think he has it in him. He has the skill. He has the, the it factor. But he's a young player. Same with, uh, you know, Wilder Cartagena too. He shows some signs of leadership with Peruvian national team. He hasn't got the chance to play for Orlando just yet. But he's also a big voice. Like he surprised everybody when he first got called up for the national team. A big, big voice. Cesar Araujo, it's another leadership figure in my opinion. But he's, you know, he's trying to get accustomed to the culture here. And that takes time. But I do agree with Dave. Uh, I think that we, we need a leadership figure there. At least someone in attack that's able to at least, I remember Nani used to even tell him how to position themselves on the field. Nani used to tell them sometimes, hey, you know, like cut through here. Like, or like they used to do plays on the whim that could cause something. Like they were saying, maybe a, a, a dangerous counter, you know, on the whim because Nani has vision, right? He could maybe be a coach sometime down the road, in my opinion. But I mean, we need that. At front, unfortunately, we are a little bit alone when it comes to leadership figures and not, not because of lack of quality because quality they have. It's just a matter of experience. We need somebody with experience. Now, Edison Cavani, like uh, I'm going to put uh, Victor Rivera's comment, uh, Felix Quijano, I'm sorry, would have been perfect. But Edison Cavani is not a vocal guy. I think Luis Suarez would have been fantastic. Luis Suarez would have been fantastic. And I think... We should still target him because he's only going to play one season in Nacional. So after the World Cup, he's going to be, a, a, again, a free agent. And uh, the only reason why he wants to play in Nacional is because of his kids, because he promised his kids he was going to play in the team, in their hometown team, which is Nacional. And so that's the reason why. And he delivered that for his kids. And he's getting severely underpaid. He's, he's playing there for fun. Getting paid in, in Uruguayan pesos. In Uruguayan pesos like everybody else. Exactly. So uh, let's read some comments here so we can continue with uh, with the show. Thank you so much, everybody that's watching live and also checking us out on our 
on our Instagram. Jim D, if you can put two lines in your box, OC will pass themselves into a tuner tuner over. Tuner over. Teams know how to be patient and wait for the turnover. It's no secret. Yep, that's exactly what New England did. Um, Felix Cijano, I said a list of free agents. Nelson Cavani is still available. He will be a great fit for us for sure. Yeah, sure. I think Edison Cavani will be a great nine. Um, but again, you know, you have to convince him to get come over. You know, and it's not an easy feat, right? And I think once Orlando gets his U.S. Open Cup, and he's playing Conca Champions and he's playing uh, um, Concacaf Champions League. Then you know that then that's a little bit better because I can play a Club World Cup, right? Uh, you know I can contend for that. Victor Rivera, our schedule is not easy. Also, uh, I agree on that. I don't know what you guys think. Um, Jim D, I don't like to be disrespectful, but Orlando City has gone back to the bargain bin. We can excel if we can keep up tactically or pay, or, or player acquisition. We will continue to fall behind. I mean, I mean, what are your, what are your thoughts of that, Dave? Well, I'm gonna Thank be you, honest with you. Our our <clears throat> summer window uh, looked very safe, um, and I know Musi has alluded to the fact that you know we we went all in with our signings in the off season. Our cap is 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 to the max. Uh, Gaston Gonzalez, even though. You know, didn't pan out uh, like we wanted. Still costing us money. So, unfortunately, you know, the, the, the just like last year, Emmanuel Mas was a signing that was affordable and that uh, just met our needs just for a particular amount of time, as you guys saw. He comes in in the summer, and then he leaves in December. Thank you very much. Uh, I think we're going to see uh, quite a few of these signings that we've had uh, do this be the same? Uh, we have some expiring contracts in December. Uh, I think uh, I think we, if we look at our roster uh, without the eyes of, of fans, just you know, um, as just managers, personnel managers, we have to look at players that perhaps their talent skill uh, has been surpassed by the quality of the league. Uh, I don't like naming people, but look at but if if you look at a player like Tesho who gets a lot of crap all the time, Tesho was rookie of the year in 2014. That's right. Tesho was in 2014 was the cream of the crop when he came to newcomers into the league. Yep. But look at what has happened since 2014. The amount of talent that has come into the league at their prime, not not some old uh, uh, players that are just coming here for a paycheck. And this is something that a lot of South American uh, fans and newscasters are finding out when when these young kids from Argentina, Uruguay, Chile, Peru, they're coming to MLS and their agents or, or the players themselves are interviewed in South America and they're, and they're like, hey, how come, how come you're not having these fantastic seasons. I thought it was a retirement league. I thought you were there for a paycheck. Like, are you crazy? Look at the amount of travel. Look at all the also the things that we have to uh, uh, play against. And, the, and they always, first thing out of their mouths, is like the quality of the league has changed. Some of the players are shocked to find that out. So, um, so yeah, I mean, like we have players like um, Kyle Smith. Fantastic story. He came here on a... On, because uh, James Conner was here, I wouldn't, I would have never thought 
Carolina City will look into Louisville City as as, as a place where they will find a a, a, a a hidden gem and bring over. It, but again, we have to look at our players and say, can we win a championship with these guys? And if the answer is no, they have to go. They have they have to go. We we can't be a refuge and a nursery for guys that just because they're not nice guys. And this is the effect. This is the thing that I have told you many times that as a fan base, we tend to like fall in love with the players. I mean, people were people were uh, um, offended that Sylvester Van der Water was uh, sent back to the Netherlands. Oh well, he just had a baby. You know, sorry, he he was he had no right foot. He hurt himself pretty bad. Uh, he cost us $1.3 million, um, and he cho he wasn't the player that we wanted. So we have to move him along and try to bring somebody over because he's, he, he continues to be hurt, by the way, because uh, so, we, we have to win. And, and, and people are still mad at the club because, you know, he has a cute baby. I mean, I'm sorry, but, you know, those are not reasons to keep people around. We got to win. I don't know about you guys. I You know, it's been eight years since we've been in MLS. And the thing that frustrates me is that um, Austin, in year two, is about to go to the playoffs and probably win the whole freaking thing. Okay? First year, they had their problems. They went. They made changes. And look at them now. LAFC, right now, the favorite to run away with the, uh, the Supporter Shield and probably MLS Cup. They, they got rid of their manager. The, the guy, they failed to make playoffs last year. Out of here. No questions asked. Don't let the door hit you in the back. Do you see those fans crying for their own manager? Absolutely not. We, are, we have to be ruthless. And maybe maybe, maybe our fan base, because we're not used to nice things, because we're a small city, because we're in a, in a state where we're supposed to be nice to everybody because we're a tourist mecca and all that type of stuff. Maybe because we are, uh, uh, maybe because we're nice. Perhaps we need to take a page of of other fan bases where if things are not right, they 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 take them to the streets, demanding blood. And you know, again, look at Miami. Miami has turned the ship around, and next year beating those guys is not going to be easy. And going back to the comment from Victor Rivera, our schedule is not easy. Well, friends. Um, in Spanish, we have an expression. There was a lot of people in the house, and the grandma got pregnant. So this is basically what we have. Right now, this Saturday, we're going to New Jersey at Rebels Arena, a place where we have not won a game since 2017. Tw actually, 2018, I'm sorry, 2018. And we won it because uh, Sasha Kleston uh, had a night. So, is this going to be the rebels that we that we defeated in Open Cup, or is this is the rebel of all? If we lose, get comfy in the base. <laughs> now, after that, we're going to go on the road to a charter uh, that is inspired, and we are going to go to a full house, to a full house, maybe 60,000 people screaming, supporting their boys. Then after that, we're going to come back home against a New York City that is the current champion, a New York City that they're, they're, they had a new manager, came in, gave them a trophy, left. Do you see New York City fans crying in the streets because their manager left? No, because they're too busy picking up shifts 
to go polish that, that MLS Cup. That's what they're doing. And then after that, we're going to have Seattle Sounders, a team that eight years into the league, we have never defeated. We have never defeated a team that has made playoffs every single year. And let me remind everybody, the current CONCACAF champion. That's, who we, that's who's going to come here to close the month. And then in September, we have uh, Miami, which I'm telling you right now, we're going to lose that game. Because there's no way on a Sunday night we're going to pull our starters having an Open Cup final on Wednesday. So to our friends from Miami that like to torture themselves watching this show, congratulations. We're gifting you three points. And after that, we go to Philadelphia, the House of Pain. We receive Atlanta midweek, who quite honestly is probably going to beat us. And uh, we close the month with Toronto. And then we have two weeks off at the most inopportune time. And then we close the month of October, going to New York City. Thankfully, not Yankee Stadium. This is going to be uh, it's going to be uh, uh, Red Bull Arena. And then we're going to come back here against a Columbus crew that right now is beating us to a spot in the playoffs on decision day. That's it. That's what we have. What happens if we lose against Sacramento? Sacramento is a very good team. I've actually been watching their games. They're inspired. They're an attacking team. They're going to come and play uh, a 5-3-2, and they're going to beat us. Why? Because we, we can't score. We can't score, friends. We can't score. Imagine having to be that defensively compact, sitting back. I don't care. We are home because, so, we, you know, we were at home and we failed in 90 minutes to put a single goal. So what's going to happen on, on, on Open Cup? Paula, you want to comment? <laughs> No, 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 I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> you good? No, honestly, I think, um, I honestly, uh, I mean, if we're going to have that mindset that we're just going to throw away everything, I mean, let's just, like, not play, right? I mean, all teams have issues. Uh, Orlando has, for some reason this season, uh, slay a lot of beasts, but got get really into complicated uh tides with a lot of uh, lower level teams so um i mean uh, i i wouldn't be able to say yes orlando's gonna lose every single game after this yes it's gonna be a t it's, it is a tough schedule don't get me wrong but i mean what's what's our attainable right now our short term short term goal right um, um to attain is the u.s open cup right i i believe that once that's lifted a lot of the weight's gonna go down and then again you know unfortunately hopefully we're still attempt to reach playoffs but you know something's gotta give like the great Ben agnostic front said one time something's gotta give you know some something's gotta give now with the US Open Cup you get CONCACAF Champions League uh, CONCACAF Champions League birth and then you start getting the pieces that you need in order to create, just what Dave was saying, a, a competitive team, right? But then you have to also get what? Either Pareja is going to stay uh, or he's going to go, go and get another coach. And then that's going to take time. I mean, I see this as a repetitive cycle. We're going to be complaining all the time about the same things 
if Orlando loses. But if Orlando wins, nothing's everything is everything is great. Peaches and cream. I mean, that's just the same because look, what's going to happen is okay. You know, Orlando is the U.S. U.S. Open Cup champion. Fantastic, great. We are the champions, my friends. Yeah, you know, all the media goes there. Blah blah blah. Pictures. They cemented the legacy in the club. Those those. I want a picture like Michael Jordan hugging the coat. Right. Right. I mean, whether whether you want to. Want it or not, those players are going to cement their legacy in the club if the cup is won. Uh, Oscar Pereja as well. And then, boom, the next day, what do we do now? Okay, so this is all the decisions that we're going to make. Front office makes decisions, blah, blah, blah. Some some people are going to love them. Some people are going to hate them. You know, and then this is where the ball starts snowballing. And then the new coach is going to come. The first match that coach loses yeah, the first match that coach, the new coach loses, is going to be like, oh, my God. This Fire was, him. This was a bad decision. I don't know what happened. Mar- Marisa Paredes trash. You know, like what one guy was saying on Facebook. Oh, like, you know, what are we going to do now? Oh, my God. Like, you know, so, so you know, it's going to be repetitive. And then what's the club going to say? What are the players going to say? Well, you know, as a brand new coach, you need to get used to its rhythm and, and its culture and things like that. So it, it takes time. So no one's going to be happy. Do we really want that? No. I think that what we need is consistency, which is we've lost consistency. I think we've lost consistency since last season. Let me be honest with you. I mean, we've lost consistency. And I think and I do agree with Dave in this in this point is we do need some signings that are going to make an immediate impact. Because um, as Dave said, this season is long. And as also, like he says always, football is cruel and unpredictable, right? So you need the squad to back that up. You need you need you need the players. So now you have Facundo, now you have, you know, but some players are gonna go. Now the players you bring over. Have to make an immediate impact, and that's tough because it costs more money. So there has to be, be more investment done. I mean, you, 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 people are comparing themselves to LAFC, to to Austin, to Seattle. LA, um, Austin, what they did is they built a relationship with a Russian club, Senit, which is where Drusi comes from, and now another player from Senit is coming over to Austin. How is how strange is that, right? Maybe we need to start building those relationships with 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 different markets and see how it goes. You know, um, uh, you know that's what Austin did. Yeah, but Luis, one one thing that that um, that we can't have is complacency. And I want to show I want to show you guys this 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 guy here, Barack Bakhar. Who who is this fella? Well, he is the manager of Maccabi Haifa. His predecessor took the team. To a top three finish, three years in a row, and you know what happened? They fired him. They brought this dude. This dude, uh, this dude came in, back-to-back championships, CCL in Europe. That's it. Anybody would have said, "Hey, top three finish, I'll take that. That's successful." But no, not for that fan base. Not for that club. They wanted to win. They wanted to win the whole thing. They wanted to go overseas and smash heads. So we can we can have um, complacency. 
make okay, let's say we make playoffs this year. Let's say we win open cup, we make playoffs seventh seventh place, right? Uh you know, uh 10 seconds on the clock. Uh, Mauricio Pereira gets a rocket from uh, the center circle. Exploria, ex, you know, goes down in pitch invasion. People are crazy. We go into the playoffs and we get eliminated first round like last year. People are going to say, oh, successful, Oscar, we love you. I'm sorry, no. You go into the first round of the playoffs to lose, to me, it's, it's, that's 2020 stuff. That is 2020 stuff. Making the playoffs and losing in them in the first round, to me, is unacceptable for a club that has been eight years. Because we have clubs like Atlanta United that in two years won a championship, in three years won Open Cup. The, the, the one trophy that we've been chasing since 2011, they won it. And they were so disinterested in the trophy. They call it a party city trophy. Their families don't even care about it. And we are here holding on to it like Michael Jordan. And finally, we have, like I said, Austin, LAFC, FC Cincinnati, the whipping boy of this league for the last four years. They got rid of the manager. They got rid of 60% of their uh, their roster. And look at them. Look at them right now. They're making playoffs. They are making playoffs. So, again, uh, you know, achieving goals is great. Surpassing them is even better. Yeah, I mean, uh, would you want to say anything, Paola? What I can say, no, I'm just analyzing here. What what I can say is what we can, what the boys can do right now in the present is have a a close locker room conversation, um, talk it out, because the the talent is there. They're fast. They're talented. They can work it out and try to win games. That's that's something that they can do. It is what it is. Um, if we already won five two one to the Red Bulls, let's make it happen again. I don't know. There, there's there. There was something magical about that day, and and David just said it. He he. And and we were in the same train of thought. I was thinking the same. Like, what did these dude did this? day that night that we bit, beat them five to one let's make it happen again like i don't know make it happen um so i don't know close the locker room talk it out i don't know um david i don't know if you want to go to the locker room slam um battle like you're freaking battle i don't know what's happening to you so i don't know so back to you luis well, I'm sorry, Liz. Uh, I just want to share another one because, you know, some 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 guy on Twitter uh, told me that I really don't know anything about football and that I'm just trying to impersonate a journalist. And to him, I say, I'm just a fan, a fan trying to bring you the content that traditional media denies you. This guy right here, Super Steve Evans, came to Stevenage seven games before the season was over and relegation to the National League saved the club. Seven games. Here, take it. You got to save this club from relegation to the National League, to non-league. Friends, it's possible. Those, those managers are out there. Just because the reaction of this club, getting rid of Inchi, was Jason Christ. And then after that, James O'Connor. I mean, just because, just because they did that, it doesn't mean that the next 
person has to be just as bad. Personally, if we allowed uh, Oscar Pereira to finish the season, I, Oscar Pereira is a professional. He will leave this team prime for somebody to take over. And, uh, you know, again, we, we, we can go and be a contender next, next year. I personally, I don't think that we're going to make playoffs. And if we do, we're going to get smashed uh, the first round of the, the playoffs. That's my personal opinion. That's David. That's not, uh, that's not um, uh, Lavin Proud or Orlando or my friend Luis or my friend Paola. That's just my opinion. It's okay to have an opinion, friends. I have argued with people online. I, I tell them. My wife of 16 years doesn't agree a, a thousand percent with me. Why is it that my friends have to be a hundred percent? You can disagree with me and we can still be buddies. We don't have to be contentious or anything. Friends, I that's my opinion. I just don't think, I just don't think that Oscar Pareja has it to take us to the promised land. That's just my opinion. My opinion as a fan. And for the people that sort of question my devotion to this club, I've been here since 2011. Since 2011, where the hell were the rest of you that have the audacity to tell me that, that, that I'm not a fan? Listen, I have contributed to this club hours of my time with my presence, with my money, okay? I have gone to – in 2018, I went to the last game of the season when 90% of you guys stayed home. I love my club, but I have to be critical too on the things that I feel need to change. And that's the reason why we have podcasts. For people to express their opinions in a respectable way. I don't think that anybody in Luis and Paula know this. I run into a lot of people that watch this show and they always compliment us on the way we present the information. I am very proud of being part of a group of people that can manage to do that. But the reality is, my friends, is not me, David Valentine. I just don't think that staying the course is what it is. If you feel that uh, we need to give him an opportunity, that we need to give him another season, I, I disagree with you wholeheartedly, but it, it's okay to have that opinion. Listen, the best thing that can happen is that Oscar Pareja wins the Open Cup, get us to MLS Cup, win the whole darn thing, so you guys can hammer me on Twitter for the next decade. I would love that. I will take it. I will take it. I will go just... to the house and, and congratulate you personally, but the reality is, in my opinion, it's not going to happen. Well, um... I mean, uh, whatever people say on the internet, you know, it's, it's, and I, I understand your frustration, David, you know, I, personally, I'm going to say this, um, a club needs to not make rush decisions. And uh, again, um, we are at the cusp of a final and we need to have the mindset and be all in. We need to be all in. Um, fans, um, podcasts, uh, this whole city of Orlando, because we're talking about Orlando here. And I know Orlando is the pit stop of a lot of people. Uh, it's, you know, uh, but I believe that this is more than just the U.S. Open Cup. This is the first major trophy for the city of Orlando. Uh, it's, it's big things. So <clears throat> I want to believe and, and I want to think that the players know this and I know for a fact they do. And on, on, you know, the, on the day that they go and play Sacramento, they're going to hopefully deliver. Now, if, if there's a failure and it fails, then that's when you then definitely enter a rebuild mode complete rebuild 
I mean, because the objective was not attained. Was not attained. So when the objective is not attained, then people need to, you know, inter introspectively look at themselves and say, what did I did wrong? How do we move forward? You know, what are the changes that need to be made? Um, so I, I think that would be the best way. Right now, uh, if we look at the table, this is what really scares me is that, that negative nine. And how do you fix that by scoring goals? And, and uh, that's one thing that we do need. We need the ball to go, come, go in the net, go in the goal. We, we need to score goals. And, um, you know, Miami's right, right behind, you know, right behind us right there. I mean, we could drop to ninth if, if they win and then we, we lose the next game for sure, you know? So um, I know there's a lot of concern. There's a lot of, um, you know, people are upset and, and you guys are entitled to be upset. I'm upset myself, you know, but... You know, we are on the cusp of a, of a cup that it's a very important for the city of Orlando. More than it's for Orlando City, it's more important for the city of Orlando because, unfortunately, in our, in our, in our history, we have not won a lot. I mean, if you want to, you know, collegiate championships and, you know, UCF, you know, the American Conference, things like that, if you want to call that a championship, that's fine. <clears throat> but not... I'm in a major sport now. So, uh, you know, we have different tastes of, of different opinions for sure. But, you know, I think in the end, we all want the best for Orlando City. And uh, personally, I'm hoping for hopefully a turnaround of events, you know. Um, let's, let's hope that. Paula, you have anything to say? Anything you want to add? I hope that the boys can turn that negative to a positive. That's all that I can say. I don't like negative. See, this is uh, Victor Rivera. I think we need to buy the arm wave thing, and that will turn the team around. Well, what is the arm wave? Well, what happened was this is a funny story. Uh, for us that went to the game, the Paula, you you saw these girls, right? There I saw these, them. These cheerleaders. They were like dressed That's, in white, like cheerleaders. Can you call them that? Can you call I them? I don't know. Sure. I don't know. I heard, I heard that this uh, sort of guerrilla marketing strategy was authorized by the team. Well, anyways, these girls were walking around with this, uh, this, this handmade signs to a website, and they were, um, they were giving promotion to a product that is like a sleeve with a flag. Google it, Luis. Colors. Yeah, yeah, Luis, you can uh, you can uh, Google it. So it's, it the idea is that the idea is that when you wave your hands, the flag <laughs> of your team waves. Arm wave, way. arm wave. Yeah, it's they were doing this whole game with these flags on, and uh, and people were like, "What the hell?" And and they were they were going up and down the aisles and waving the sign, and uh, they let's they do the arm to, wave, something like that. Yeah, they tried to get on OC fan TV, and the guys were like, "Let's get out of here." <laughs> It was it was it was funny. Um, so so, anyways, that's that's what Victor's referring to. That that has been the joke on Twitter today. Uh, several videos have surfaced of these uh, cheerleaders. Personally, I found them annoying. Um, I you know it 
crappy product. I, I don't see why anybody would. But I did promise that if we make playoffs, I was gonna buy two of them, and then I was gonna I was gonna wave my my arms, uh, like wave it, wave them in the air, like I don't care, uh, like uh, 1990s rappers. Uh, but listen, and, and I have to say that I, I'm embarrassed that I have to say this. There shouldn't be a doubt of the love and passion of podcasters for the club. And there's a way to do things and there's, there's, there's a right way and the wrong way. I think that one of the things that we always wanted to do to separate ourselves from where others have failed before is we didn't want to turn the podcast into a curse fest. One thing, because people have told us, hey, in the past, there was podcasts that I liked, but unfortunately, there was so much cursing. I couldn't listen to them in the car with my kids or with my family. And the last thing I wanted to do was be in a traffic jam with people going F this, F that. I get it. So we wanted to make make up a podcast that is palatable, uh, that is smart, that where we are discussing in a healthy environment, uh, you know, as you can see. Luis and I have opposite views on the situation. It doesn't mean that I, I love my friend any less. That's right. It you know, it doesn't mean that that uh, we're gonna argue, we're gonna fight. It, you know, in this <laughs> we see eye to eye, and that's perfectly fine. And you know, there's many of you that probably will take my my side, and there's many of you that will take Luis's side. At the end of the day, Luis and I are, are in complete agreement that we want the best for the club. Because right. obviously, why we would do this if it wasn't. Because we love Orlando City, we love going to the games, we love the the atmosphere and the environment, and um, and 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 that's that's what it's all about, friends. That's what it's all about. And again, I I think that looking at what has happened to Twitter, me, I'm a sarcastic person. I have a humor that you know for some people may not be funny. Uh, I'm Puerto Rican too, and you know, and it we have learned in Puerto Rico after 500 years of being a colony, first of Spain, now the United States that we don't have, uh, sometimes we don't have our destiny in our hands and we feel powerless. So the way we do it, it's satire in order to get over the true feelings. So you have seen me, I put I put up the TikToks where I copy all of your comments on Twitter and I put them to the tune of songs that I, that I, that, you know, that I thought were catchy and funny. And some people have DM me saying, oh, you know, you are just basically destroying the whatever of little confidence is left in the players. First of all, if a professional footballer is going to throw away the season because I, I made a TikTok at the tune of everything is awesome, then that play, that person does not belong in a, in a football pitch to begin with. Uh, the other thing, again, like I said, we, you know, I have seen people fight, people curse at other people, people, you know, putting the, the, the one thing that we do very well in Orlando City is that we tend to shoot our own, our own wounded. We tend we tend to eliminate them. Oh, you're you're not fit for battle. Boom, boom, two bullets in the head, and that uh, we do that all the time. And 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 this this yardstick that everybody always pulls out. I'm a better fan than you because I go. I'm on the wall. I'm a better fan than you because I'm a, a supporter group member. I'm a better fan than you because I've been here since USL, or or I sit in in the in the suites that are ten thousand dollars a season. Uh, you know, people can do all that all they want. At the end of the day. The, uh, the the reality is that a football stadium is, is the most egalitarian place. You could be ne sitting next to a lawyer, next to a janitor, and if the Orlando City scores, you're going to hug those guys the same. You're going to high-five those guys the same. They're wearing purple. We're one and the same. 
the seats are all the same, right? They're, they're, they're the same color and, and, and the same shape. Nobody's better than anybody. And, and that's what we need to do. If, 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 if anything, my friends, at the end of the season, if we, if we win it all or we lose it all, we're going to do it together like we have always done, like we have always done. And it's at our darkest moments where we unite the most. And you know what? Not for nothing uh, from a podcaster's uh, point of view. When we do bad, it's great for our numbers. People watch uh, episodes more when we're when we're losing. The other teams want to come and enjoy our misery, and our fans want to find solace or find refuge or find meaningful words of encouragement. When we, you know, when I did Tito de Esquina podcast for four and a half years, every time we were winning at the end. Nobody was watching us. Nobody was listening to us. No one. But we were, we were losing in 2018. Oh, my goodness. Our, show, our shows, two, 300 downloads for a Spanish language podcast of an American team that was in a country whose primary language is English. That was fantastic. But that's, those are the reality of things. You know, Tolan Coca says the media needs to put pressure on the team and Oscar, not just, not just us fans and podcasts. Um, well, I mean, um, I mean, I, to, to back what Dave says, uh, I have nothing but respect, uh, to, with Paola and, and David, they're amazing friends and wonderful, you know, it's been the best additions to, to this, uh, humble podcast and humble outlet, you know, having them over, it's been some of the best decisions, uh, I've ever made. So, um, I nothing but the but love for them, and uh, yeah, we can have different difference of opinion, but that doesn't gonna take away the fact that you know we wanna number one bring the best content, and number two we wanna make sure that um, we are supporting the city beautiful. It's not just Orlando City; uh, it's uh, Orlando itself. Um, a lot of people don't know, but you know I have to make sacrifices, you know, to 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 you know every every weekend. Have to make sacrifices. I'm not going to mention what I do, but have to make sacrifices, and I do it with a smile on my face. And my family knows how important this is for me, and uh, they're very supportive. And uh, you know, they give me all the the push to 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 keep it up and 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 do more, even you know, and because um, they know how special this is, you know, for me at least. So, um, but I see like what Dave was saying earlier, you know, uh, we're not here to, you know, how do they say it? Oh, I heard, I read something. We're not here to monetize with your fan basing or with your, or with your, or with your, with your fa fandom. Um, no, no podcasters don't do that. Now myself, I'm a journalist, so so, but I am a different type of journalist. I, I write. You guys can see my my editorials. I like to keep it short and sweet. I don't like to write a whole spiel about it. That's just the way my my my, my take on it. You know, uh, we have different ways of doing things than most of most of other people, and and that's fine. And that doesn't mean that we're right. But that doesn't mean that we're also completely wrong of doing them, right? But we do it with a lot of love and a lot of dedication to the city of Orlando. Um, 
because you know we're also pride and ocb and also now the crusaders right they're going to be joining too so um let's 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 have that clear and yes what they've said is, is completely true we need to remain united as a we're on the verge of a, of a final guys i mean this is this is huge for the city of orlando forget about i mean forget about the club itself i know this is huge for the club but this is huge for the city of orlando man this is huge and um it's gonna be it, it could be the, the turning point for the for the franchise it could be the turning Absolutely. point and uh you know whether we you know however you guys feel now you know um you know uh, discussions and things that are said online and who's your favorite uh journalist from orlando city we're all friends i talked to mike i talked to austin i love uh, alonzo he's probably watching how you doing you know we're all friends dude like you know, we, 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 we can't be pit against each other because uh, they're also in, in on this, too, on the quest of making content for the city beautiful. And, uh, you know, uh, whether you get your info, that's fantastic. As long as you get it and it, and it fills you up inside and you want to go there and support Orlando City, that's what matters. So I think... Um, you know, we're going to definitely get out of this dark cloud, mm -hmm. um, you know, and when Dave was mentioning about the season ticket holdings and about how people, you know, feel like, you know, results and renewing. Yeah. You know, I, I remember when I stopped my membership, you know, Society 21 member, I stopped my membership because, uh, you know, you know, newlywed and things like that. And, and, you know, a lot of bills piled up, you know, unfortunately I had to make a decision, right. What's either, What's either, you know, my love, you know, uh, of, you know, or or, or or my marriage, you know, I, it, it, you know, sometimes you have to make those hard decisions, and we shouldn't be putting, we shouldn't be judging the people that leave sometimes at, at, because of that reason, you know, we, there's always going to be, you know, this stadium, like the way the the the, the fans supported after Orlando went into the final. I, I don't know if there's even a thousand tickets left for that game, but yeah, it's, it should be a, so, a sold out at the end right. of the week. Yeah, it's to be sold out. Yeah, so that's huge. That's huge because that's going to bring and the players know this. I know they know this. They know that it's going to be new eyes, like and the, the players that still have a lengthy contract and maybe a couple of more years. They know this. They know this is their chance to bring them over. You know, bring them over. Deliver a trophy, and, and I mean, everyone's going to cover it. But I do believe what Tal what um, Talon Coca says. You know that the media needs to put pressure on the team. I mean, media behaves differently in every other country. It's different, and uh, trust me, because I have to see the Peruvian side all the time, and the Peruvian side is completely different. But there is one thing that it's always the same everywhere else it's you know you know the 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 objective is to support you know in the case of peru the nation and here is to support the clubs right in in the end and so you know there's way of saying things right 
I mean, if I if I won't if I want to go ahead and talk to Dave and, and and express my feelings and just outburst, yes, I will be making a show out of this show and out of this episode and 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 you know taking my shirt off and say, oh my god, I'm so angry, you know. But that's you you guys were not getting you guys are not going to get informed. You guys are going to just get you know uh, entertainment, right? And we are entertaining, but we also need to inform. Right. No, so, yeah. You know. This past week, we had a town hall, virtual town hall meeting. Paola and I were there uh, with Luis Musi, uh, Mark Wilf. Uh, who else was there? Um, Evan Weston. Evan Weston. And um, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Right. And uh, they laid out um, the. Um, the foundation of what uh, season ticket members are going to have in 2023. Oh, Jared, Jared Dillon. Sorry. Jared Dillon. Thank you. Uh, I can't believe I've, I've, the main guy and I forgot him. Um, so right now, if you decide to renew your tickets or you decide to uh, become a season ticket uh, member, you're going to get 15% discount in food and beverage merchandise and merchandise. Uh, this for the first time ever, um, there's going to be a gift per seat uh, instead of uh, that one, you know, scarf for <laughs> uh, four or five. I don't, it doesn't matter how many seats you had. You always just got a scarf and, and that was it. So this year, each season uh, ticket holder is going gonna, is gonna to get a gift. Uh, the one that I really love is the fact that you're going to get uh, the, uh, a one-year paid membership a streaming membership to Apple Plus to watch the games. So you are not going to have to pay like everybody else. It's just going to be included in the package. And the one, Luis, that surprised me the most, all group stage matches of Leagues Cup that are going to be played in Orlando are going to be part of the season ticket holding uh, package. Uh, that is That is fantastic. Somebody asked me the reason why Open Cup is not included is because, uh, because Open Cup has nothing to do with MLS, friends. Uh, Open Cup is uh, its its own organization. It has been so since 1917. And uh, so and, and it's intra-league. It includes all the leagues. So that's the reason why when we have Open Cup games, they're not on regular television. We are not using our own broadcasters. And uh, there's no VAR, et cetera, et cetera. It's because it's a separate organization that, quote, unquote, is renting the facility to have the games. Uh, Leagues Cup is going to be different. Leagues Cup is MLS and Liga MX oh, uh, coming be... together in this. And like, uh, like we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, uh, in the summer, they're going to suspend league play for both leagues to play a World Cup-style uh, tournament. And if you remember, uh, MLS is back. It's basically going to be the same concept. I'm very excited about that one. Uh, I think, uh, you know, we're going to have the opportunity not only to win a championship through our regular season play in Open Cup, as we always have, but we're also going to have the opportunity to uh, to play in Leagues Cup, uh, which is, it should be a lot of fun because it's going to be in the summer, and maybe we this way we avoid the uh, summer of sadness that we always get every year. So who knows? It's, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so that's that's basically it. Uh, as, as far as the uh, – and I would like to hear what Paola has to say um, about the um, 
the uh, the the meeting. It was very sanitized meeting. There was nothing that was said that was super crazy. Uh, aside from the fact that we have these benefits, uh, a basically you know the rah 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 support the team type of thing. As always, obviously when Mark Wolf came in. It was just like the boss man laying down that sterile type of uh, vision that the boss of the company always has, and uh, I thought I thought it was a lot of fun uh, in the sense that you know the team the team wants to win win us over the team wants to take us to uh, the top of Space Mountain, uh, but uh, I gotta be honest with you that that has to happen on the pitch. But it does feel nice that they after they had those. Um, Meetings with the fans behind closed doors. I attended one of them, if you guys remember. Uh, they, they are taking that feedback and they are implementing it because a lot of the things that they are doing is stuff that I've witnessed people complaining about and uh, or people saying on Twitter, and they're, fi- they're finally responding to that. Paola, what was your impression about and, that? And full transparency. And that's something that is good because it's our money that is being invested on the stadium and the food and everything and something that um jared is working it's on the audio i don't know if you remember about that um he he told us that in the infractor store on the audio he wants to uh put more televisions the experience when you're um buying food or beverage whatever he wants to be, you you don't miss that experience like you're you're missing part of the game you're hearing the game you're 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 looking at it and blah 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 but I like it full transparency down to earth they were not um, avoiding any questions they were um, down to earth so I like tickets it tickets are gonna be cheaper next year that's the other yep. one mm-hmm. there's not gonna be a, a pay increase which would have been obscene if they did. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, there's gonna be better food options. Uh, I thought that was that was pretty good. I'm gonna be honest with you, our food at the stadium sucks, and uh, the reason why I'm moving away from the the East Side Club is because I, I just didn't, didn't see any value in the food. Hot dogs, hamburgers, and 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 soda. And listen, I, I went to the game Saturday. I I got a, bo- a water bottle like this that retails for sixty cents anywhere, and if you go to Costco, it's twenty five cents. These are from Costco, by the way, uh, and uh, and a can of soda, which is uh, eighty nine cents at any gas station in town. And I, I'm gonna be quite honest with you, not worth fifteen hundred dollars, <laughs> not worth fifteen hundred dollars a season. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, the food is not that great, and for people like me that have Dietary restrictions. Uh, going to the stadium is, is 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 not the greatest. It's not the greatest. So hopefully next year that we'll have we'll have better options. But uh, you know, and and I also want to say something. When we go to the stadium, take your trash with you. It's our house. Respect that. I hate the fact that people like bring all their trash with them and they just leave it there for uh, for employees to pick up. That's come on. Grab your crap, put it in the in the trash can. Let's start respecting our house. And to the um, uh, to the uh, revolution fans, you know, in in our section, what what a what a example! They grab their crap, they put it in the garbage can on the way out at halftime. I love that. Let's 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 teach our visitors and people that are there for the first time that we take care of that we take care of our home. Just um, I just wanted to say that because it's not being said. It's not said often. 
So, my friends, almost an hour and 30. Uh, I guess yep. uh, wrap we it up. Yeah, so um, before we before we go, you know, we have to talk about the Orlando Pride, which was completely the other spectrum of as Orlando City. I mean, she uh, and uh, I have to say, uh, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna just show this picture here. Uh, this is exactly what happened. I mean, you're talking about um, two teams ready to go at it, uh, willing to win, both of them. And uh, Orlando went down a goal twice during the game. Usually, when that happens, you know it is it's it's a wrap, right? It's a wrap. Uh, and now this young team it's delivering uh, greatly. Five games undefeated. Um, you know Julie Doyle, rookie, right? Um, two um, goals in back-to-back -back games. You know, um, Julie Doll scored the equalizer of, uh, you know, no, no, didn't, no, she's, she scored the, the, yeah, the equalizer for Orlando, the momentary equalizer. And then Caria Bello, which had a phenomenal game, Penn State product. She, um, she had a lot of crosses. She was one of the, the one who generated a lot of placing attack. Um, I will, and she was phenomenal. And on one of her, those crosses on the left flank, it was an own goal for Angel City. And uh, in the 90th minute, and uh, Orlando was able to um, tie the game against a team that has twice uh, the roster squad, right? And uh, they have also Ali Riley, which she scored, by the way. Ali Riley uh, came back to Orlando on an Angel City jersey, you know? She said hello to everyone in the staff for Orlando, took pictures and all that good stuff. And then she she scored a fantastic goal that stunned the whole stadium. Like, that was the only chance Angel City had in the first half. Did City who made the trip, Luis? No, she was she was questionable, and she no, she didn't make the trip. She's okay. Injured. I just wanted to ask her. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I would have been surprised if. I mean, if Sydney Leroux would have been there, um, that would have been, you know, I think even more of a valuable result, in my opinion, too. Because, you know, Sydney Leroux is a, is a good player. And obviously now, you know, not only Ali Riley, but I mean, in my opinion, I, I think Orlando, uh, there's a culture, there's a new culture that uh, Seb Hines, Giles Barnes, and also Miguel Gallardo is, is brewing in, in this Orlando Pride. And uh, that winning mentality, right, which I think it's fantastic. Um, you, you see the players motivated to get in the pitch, play, have fun playing in the, um, for, for Orlando Pride. You know, um, very committed. And uh, whatever, like I said um, in the beginning of the, uh, of the show, whatever – Coach Hines is 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 doing uh, on the practices is is working phenomenally. It's just working phenomenally. Uh, so everybody's going to to defend. Everybody's going to attack. Everyone's staying compact. No one is uh, feeling that pressure. And I think because they're not feeling that um, anxiety of I gotta like I gotta deliver, I gotta deliver, I gotta deliver. Um, Seb Hines is making this atmosphere of like calmness in the team 
and they're they're excelling and they're surprising a lot of people. Right now, Orlando Pride, if they continue their unbeaten streak, they will be making playoffs, which will be fantastic, I think, for after all the stars that left, right? To other to other to other teams and to all the changes that this uh, team had to essentially endure. So uh, great, great display of resilience. Uh, if you guys want to get a more of a detail of, of what occurred, go check out our website, uh, loudonproudorlando.com. Uh, my piece is right there. It says Racing the Level, which is some of the words of Carrie Abello. She was saying that Seb Hines has raised the level of, of the team tremendously. And uh, if I have to say, I mean, Seb Hines uh, was saying, you know, the players are learning to enjoy football and have fun because that, in the end, that's the goal. You have to have fun playing the sport that you love, right? So uh, congratulations to the Pride and, uh, you know, a fantastic performance that they had um, this weekend, yesterday. And, uh, you know, it's it's been fantastic watching them play and watching them grow now. So um, I, I can't wait for, for what's to come, especially next season. Can't wait. So let's read some comments. Let's see here. Shinta0013, that pick of Listro taking out Riley are, are still in the mid. Yeah, yeah, that's – yeah, this um, – check us out in um, – <laughs> on Instagram, Shinta. Yeah, uh, thank you to um, 1A1 Creative. You know, I, I want to – that's uh, George, George, uh, George Odom, the photographer. Yeah, this was uh, for the – you know, this is a fantastic picture. I mean, <laughs> uh, Jordy liked it. No, 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 between – uh, she she double no she double liked it right she she tapped it twice and then had a little heart right no I'm just kidding no but uh, I mean it, it was it was a pretty good game for for Orlando Pride honestly nobody was expecting you know believe it or not a W a lot of the pundits were not expecting a W uh, and they 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 remain undefeated that shows the the level of resilience getting out of out of that you know a team like Angel City scores on you. With the level of players that they have, you either, you know, go cry a river, you know, go cry me a river, or you push, push more, push harder. And I think this team went above and beyond uh, our last game. So, fantastic uh, performance. So let's read some more comments. It says Heinz is a great coach. He was my son's coach for a year. It says Victor Rivera. Fantastic. So you know, what do you think about Seb Heinz, uh, Dave? Um, Seb Hines uh, is a fantastic individual, uh, great player. Um, uh, he came to us at the very end of his career. He had a lot of uh, knee injuries that we were unable to take care of. It actually probably made him worse. We probably took three or four years out of his career, to be quite honest. Uh, Seb, after retiring from football, uh, has stayed in our, in our community. His wife is a real estate real estate agent here in Orlando, um, and for those that don't know, uh, Seb's dad is is a native of North America. Even though Seb was born in England and grew up there, uh, so he's you know he's he's an American citizen. So are his kids. Uh, so you know he's easy transition for him. Uh, he has been a, a coach in several leagues around town, several independent clubs, uh, the Orlando City uh, Academy, and. Uh, 
you know, Seb Master, uh, uh, Seb Headmaster Hines, as we all remember him, uh, for those that were there at that game where he scored four goals uh, on a fr in a friendly. <laughs> uh, great achievement. Uh, I think he's, he's a great guy. Um, and uh, I, I think he is morphing into what eventually is going to be a great manager. I, I, yeah. I actually say that, and I'm not saying that because he's a former Orlando City fan or any um, player or anything like that. But uh, he, he I, I actually spoke to him uh, on the game um, against the Rowdies where they had the opportunity for uh, former players to get, uh, you know, take pictures and sign stuff. Uh, good dude. Uh, and also Giles Barnes, a complete surprise. Giles Barnes was also made Orlando home, which surprised a lot of us. Uh, and uh, he, he, he's gone married. Uh, our friend Eddie Cruz was telling me that Giles goes to his church uh, over there in Claremont. So uh, good for Giles to, uh, you know, get, get to be a family man after being a, a playboy for such a long time of his career. And, um, you know, these guys, the, the thing, Luis and, and Paula, surprises me about the pride, and I know we're, we're pressed for time, so I'll make it quick, is the fact that we came into the season with these great signings, uh, what we felt were great signings for, for our coaching staff that did not pan out for the reasons that we all know. And Seb Hines, Charles Barnes, and Miguel Gallardo are basically thrown together uh, to just be like a stopgap uh, type of, of hires. Um, you know, yeah, sure, I don't have anything to do. I I'll go and help out. And they're turning this into the Pride's most successful season so far uh, in, in years. So that's, to me, that's just testimony of who these individuals are. Imagine if they actually have proper contracts for what they're doing. Imagine if they had uh, the proper support and all that and, and, and were able to craft this, this team to what they feel uh, is going to be a, compete, uh, a winning team. Uh, the sky's the limit. But uh, like I said, again, all these results, all these the, all these accolades that they're receiving is because these are just basically Seb said, you know, calling two of his friends. Hey, I need help. Can you come over to, to <laughs> you know, to the pitch and help me out? I mean, that's basically what it boils down to, as ridiculous as that sounds. Oh, fantastic. Uh, I, I know, Paula, I don't know if you want to comment on the pride. I mean, I think um, they play phenomenal. They have a fantastic game. Uh, I don't know if you've been to a Pride game, but... Uh, no, you know, I haven't. I haven't. I wanted to go to this one, and I forgot yeah, that I it was this. I encourage everybody to, to, to support the Pride for sure. I mean, I mean, if you want to see... I mean, you're talking about culture and, and, and bringing out a culture. You know, this these are three players that have made history in Orlando. Whether you like it or not. Seb Hines, Jones Barnes, and, and Miguel Gallardo. And uh, you can see the identity this team has, how they play. Like you see, like they're all, all they're all business. They're all business. Every play, the mean business. And these are players that, like Carriabello, young, exciting players that are just gonna get better, dude. You're just gonna get better. Like they're like they're just gonna get better and improve. And so uh, we could have, uh, we could be brewing a really good team. We just Need some, you know, the additions of Danny John's daughter, uh, Megan uh, Montefusco, and then, um, well, you know, she didn't play because she had a yellow card accumulation, and then, uh, 
Marta, right? Um, you know, they were at the stands. They were with the Black Swans. I want to say hello to the Black Swans. They were with the Black Swans rooting for the team. They were in the supporter section, the three players. It was phenomenal. And they had 90s night uh, that, that, that day. They were playing boy band songs and all this, you know. Like There was this uh, karaoke battle, uh, Dave. You should have been there, man. We, I mean, we could have been singing Gasolina. No, I, yeah. well, no the Gasolina is not from the 90s. No? The 90s no, is... Uh, it's like Y2K. It's like Y2K 2000s. Yeah, that's like yeah, oh, it was, I mean, was okay. Yeah, it was yeah. but, but uh, no, we could have done uh, we could have done a lot of uh, Backstreet, Backstreet Boys, Backstreet Boys, yeah, Backstreet Boys, yeah. Backstreet Boys uh, and uh, could have been Britney Spears, Britney Spears, Britney Spears. Uh, well, man, the 90s was a great decade, I remember it fondly because it's uh, it's the decade when uh, when I uh, graduated high school, it was my high school years, graduated high school 94, and uh. Uh, it was my time in the service in the Navy. That was a lot of fun. I may not have uh, stormed the beaches or Normandy, but, uh, you know, I defended your freedom in all those bars in Europe. I, uh, I kissed a lot of good-looking girls just so oh, you could, uh, wake up in a free country. And uh, those stories I'll reserve for another day. Wow. My wife is awake. Well uh, <laughs> well, well, um, I just want to say that, you know, it was hilarious because we were at the press box and uh, just to give you a thing, we were listening to the to the karaoke, right, to, to the battles. And some of them were like, I mean, majority of them were just bad. But That's why was it was different. raining. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, there was there was there was one that they were doing um, an 80s rap song. And the guy was just going at it, like going at it. It was, it was at the half, at the half. He, the guy was just going at it with his wife, you know. I don't know if it was do the Humpty Hump. I don't know something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it was it was something like that. I don't know. It was just a '90s rap song, and uh, it went over the time. So the players were already waiting for the. They were waiting for the guy to to stop singing to start the the half. <laughs> It was the funniest thing. And then the the referee, uh, he was like just looking at his watch and just looking like this. It was it was it was just hilarious. They ended up cutting the guy off. He didn't finish the performance, but I mean the game had to start. So yeah, for sure. That was, that was funny. No, but um great, great for communications to have uh those type of nights. I mean, people dressed up and everything. I mean, I wish Orlando City had nights like that. I that mean, yeah, I was gonna it, say yeah, that. It was actually, good. I mean, compared to other times, I mean, 4,900 4, people. I, I mean, okay. I, I have the number right here. It's uh, yeah, yeah, it's about 4,900 4, people. So, I mean, that's that's, I mean, and everybody was really participative. So, I mean, it, it, it was a great time. So, Kudos to Orlando City Communications and everybody that was part of it. I mean, it was fantastic. I know, I know that the players enjoyed it. Some of them came dressed up as, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, the, the, yeah, the like, like the Spice Girls and yeah. Britney Spears and things like that. So. Who was your favorite Spice Girl, Luis? I mean, uh, yeah, baby Spice, man. I mean, I have a my, thing for blondes. So mine, I mean, yeah, mine was Ginger Spice. Uh, because you know, voluptuous woman, I mean, sucker for them. Uh, 
Um, anybody that knows me, anybody that knows me knows that my uh, that's my type of girl. And my youngest son has inherited the same taste. And I just told my wife the other day, I said, I know what my daughter, my future daughter-in-law looks like because my son, this, you know, shows the same traits. Uh, and, you know, a quick story. Um, when uh, in, in the late 90s, when uh, the Spice Girls came to Orlando, that's when Ginger left the team, the, the team left the group. And um, I was working fueling airplanes on the ramp that is on Trayport Drive. That's mm -hmm. private airplanes and charters or whatever. And the spy, I was feeling the airplane where the spy girl, Spice Girls were uh, flying out. And I got to see them. And I, I, till this day, I say, if Ginger had been there, maybe, <laughs> just maybe, my dreams <laughs> would have come true. I'm just saying that, you know. But unfortunately, it was not meant to be. Uh, so that's that, you know. And, you know, uh, for Paola, O-Town was there, O-Town, the boy band O-Town. Yeah, but Paola was too young for that era. Only two baby. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, Paola was born in 92, bro. Yeah, 92, so 92. Yeah, yeah. But Backstreet Boys, I didn't care. Yeah. yeah. Who was your favorite Backstreet Boy? Uh, Nick. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go. He was the youngest. He yeah. was the youngest, so... My goodness. Well, anyways. Otherwise, great, yeah, great football. He knows. It is okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist. What a plot twist. He's going to be blonde. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Uh, oh, what a good. plot twist. A podcast. That's right. Well, let's wrap well, it up because some, some of us got to wake up at five in the morning. Yeah, definitely. Last words for me. I uh, just let's support a club. Let's have fun. Let's love one another. Let's be excellent to one another. Uh, you guys work. You guys know where to find me on Twitter. And uh, uh, please go support my uh, vlog, the legendary David on on YouTube. I will appreciate that. And uh, of course, our show every Monday night. Uh, thank you very much for the people. I don't know how many people are sticking around for this, but uh, I hope they they enjoy the tonight's show, which is almost two hours long. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Paola, you want to say last words before we go? Keep supporting the boys. Rain or shine, as always, I say. Uh, tomorrow, Tiro de Esquina. I'm trying to do it as consistent as possible on Tuesday. Uh, now, not on Sundays. Kind of complicated. So Tuesday night, Tiro de Esquina podcast. You can uh, follow us on Twitter and on YouTube, Tiro de Esquina, and then on Twitter at T Esquina podcast. Follow us and thank you um, for listening tonight. Thank you to everybody who stuck around. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, and again, you know, vamos Orlando to the darkest and the brightest times. Vamos Orlando. Vamos Orlando. Much. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. 
and on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and vamos Orlando!